first and foremost, friends, let me give you a little bit of permission, right? Because I feel like sometimes we just need to get the permission from someone else. You don't owe any explanation for any fee that you have in your business. You don't owe any explanation for anything that you do in your business. The way that you choose to run your business is completely up to you because you are the CEO. And this is where I'm saying, put on your CEO hat, friends, and make an assessment of what would work for you and what will not work for you. What feels good to you and what does not feel good to you? What feels aligned? What doesn't feel aligned? And then make your decisions from there. But you don't owe explanations to your clients about this. And if your clients are heckling you and like hounding you and trying to give you a hard time about why are you charging me this? Why are you charging me that? I want to offer the gentle suggestion that perhaps that's not your ideal client to begin with because your ideal client is going to be willing and able to pay you. And willingness is part of that right? Willing and able. So if they are unwilling for whatever reason, or if they feel like berating you for an explanation is appropriate, I'm going to argue that perhaps this actually isn't someone who you really want to work with to begin with, okay? Welcome to the Hennapreneur Podcast, the exclusive podcast of its kind, dedicated to giving you an honest look at the realities of making a living as a henna professional. I'm your host, Chelsea Stevenson, a tea-loving, shoe-collecting mother of three in constant search for the most poppin' pair of earrings and the perfect shade of red lipstick. I'm also a professional henna artist and business strategist who went from barely being able to piece together a fluid design to being the owner of the most celebrated henna boutique in my city. I'm on a mission to help henna professionals to harness their skills and grow vibrant, profitable businesses that they absolutely love. If you want to make more money with your art, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, Hennapreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of the Hennapreneur Podcast. Today, I want to talk to y'all about when you're on the road again. We can't wait to be on the road again, right? Okay, y'all are going to have to suffer me, okay? I want to talk to you about when you have to hit the road for your clients. We're going to talk all about travel fees. Okay. So here's the deal. I receive this question a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I receive it through different lenses. Should I charge travel fees? Should I not charge travel fees? If I charge a travel fee, how much should I charge? If I don't charge it, how do I, you know, explain to people that I will only go within a certain area? What do I do if someone wants me to travel to them and they don't want to pay me? What do I do if, you know, they're way far away from me versus if they're just next door? Um, you know, what's, what's appropriate? What's not appropriate? Is there a minimum travel fee? Should there be a maximum travel fee? I mean, you name it, I've been asked it. Listen, let me just pause right here and say, I am not in the business of telling you what to do in your business. And I say that with like this little asterisk, right? I'm a business strategist. I'm going to help you to do what's best for your business and understand that what works for your business might not work for the next business. My job as a mentor, as an educator, as a business strategist is to look at what you have going on in your unique situation and to help you, one, as a coach, to help push you to really find clarity for what you want. And then I put on my consultant hat, my business strategist hat, and I help you to make that thing possible. So I connect the dots and put together a plan for you to help you move from point A to point B more easily with less stress and so forth, right? But I'm not in the business of telling you what to do because you have to do it this way. And if you don't do it this way, you're going to fail. Granted, there are some things, (laughs) there are some things that I will say 100% do this or else you will fail. (laughs) 
or do this or it's going to take you a long, long time. But when it comes to something like travel fees, this is where you really do have to put on your CEO hat. So whenever I have conversations with entrepreneurs about travel fees, this is one of those times where I really need to have more context about what's going on inside of your business, what type of model you're wanting to run, how, how frequently you travel, where you travel. The difference between how someone sets up travel, we can call them travel fees, for someone who's doing destination weddings is very different from someone who is just working, you know, 45 minutes away from home. So I share that to say as like a, a little bit of a, hold on, <laughs> hold on, let's kind of set some ground, some groundwork here. There's not going to be, you know, like some final answer by the end of this episode. But what I do hope to do is offer for you multiple lenses through which you can assess whether charging travel fees works for you, if it doesn't work for you, and if you choose to charge them, um, how to charge them, depending on these different models that I'm going to bring up for you, okay? And let me just, again, say, this is where you need to put on your CEO hat. So I want you to be thinking about where you are in your business, what direction you'd like to go in your business, and if nothing else, I'd like for you to kind of just make an assessment of different options that are available. Many times we get so into our own heads and we think about black and white. Um, we look for, you know, it must be this way or that way. And the truth is that's not how it is in business. And that's not how it is in most things in life, right? Things can be worked along a spectrum. And so you may need to just come to a little bit more clarity for yourself of what actually feels good to me on this spectrum. And how can I then build that out, right? I want you to build a business that works for you. I want you to build a business that you love, not one that you hate but you think that is the quote unquote right thing to do because that's not a real thing. Okay. So, all right. So let's talk about travel fees. So there are three camps. One that says we don't charge travel fees at all, <laughs> which this I actually do disagree with. This is going to be the camp where I'm like, mm, y'all luncheon. Um, that's, that's not what we do. <laughs> we charge travel fees because our time is worth money. So there's that camp. And if you're in team, you know, if you're in camp A, I won't charge travel fees at all. Um, I don't have very much to offer you besides maybe by the end of this episode, I can get you to leave that camp and move somewhere else, okay? So then there's this second camp, and that is those who charge travel fees separate from their services. Separate from their services, okay? And so if you choose to charge travel fees, typically what this is going to look like is you charging a rate per mile or a rate per kilometer. Um, some people will actually charge a rate per time. So they may have, you know, um, every 15 minutes of travel is equivalent to X dollar amount. And they just continue to add that fee on based on how, you know, what, what the duration of their travel is. If you choose to go this way, oftentimes the question that then comes up is, I don't know how much to charge. How much should I charge per mile or per kilometer? and so forth. Um, at the time of recording this episode, we're in 2022, and the federal mileage rate for the United States is 58 and a half cents per mile. Now, that works great, <laughs> except for we also are dealing with issues with supply chain as it relates to gasoline. And so depending on where you are in the U.S., gas may be four, over four, perhaps up to even five dollars uh, per gallon. So this travel fee really is, I'm going to call it very insufficient when you account for the actual, not just the time, but also the, the logistical aspects of travel, right? The, the gasoline that's going to take you to get from point A to point B. Um, and of course, any maintenance 
maintenance, anything uh, that will need to happen for you to care for your vehicle. And these are things that oftentimes are overlooked, right? When we're thinking about our travel fees, often we try to keep our fees as low as possible because we don't want to be rolling fees off, you know, off onto our clients unnecessarily. Many of us get caught up in the mindset of, you know, I don't want to add too many fees on because then the clients get upset or they get nervous or they are otherwise unhappy. Um, and so we try to make those fees as small as possible. But we're not thinking about what the fee actually means to our business. And I want to encourage you, entrepreneurs, when you're thinking about, not just travel fees, but actually any fee or any charge that you would assess a client, you'll want to consider not just what value that um, that charge or that fee is going to mean for them, but also what value that holds for your business. This is a balancing act, friends. And here we want to be very sure that not only are our clients being well cared for, but also that we are caring for the wealth and the health of our businesses, okay? So um, with that said, currently our federal Federal mileage rate is 58 uh, and a half cents per mile. Um, and I would not suggest that you charge 58.5 cents per mile. Like it just, to me, it doesn't make sense, especially considering the current state of our economy. If I were to be charging travel fees, I would be charging mm, likely a dollar per mile, if not more, um, because of the reasons that I just laid out for you, right? And so the question then becomes, are we just charging for uh, arriving at that place? Or are we charging for our trip back home? Um, if you're unfamiliar, when you are, at least in the US, when you are accounting for mileage for uh, documentation for tax purposes, right? When you're accounting for mileage, the mileage from your home location to your first place of work, your first stop, typically that travel is not accounted towards your mileage for, for your taxes, right? So let, let me like take a step back so, I, so I'm very clear. In the U.S., when you're accounting for mileage for your business's purposes, if you leave the house and go to a coffee shop, for example, and you're going to see your first clients at the coffee shop, the mileage from your house to the coffee shop would not count towards your mileage for business use. But if after the coffee shop, you went to an event, you leave the coffee shop and go to the festival ground, for example, the mileage between the coffee shop and the festival ground would count towards your mileage and from the festival ground to your next location and from that final location back home. All of those account towards your mileage, but not that first, that first trip where you're leaving your home to your first place of work. So oftentimes because of this parameter in terms of how we track mileage for taxes, entrepreneurs are unsure whether or not they are able to charge to and from the booking or if they can only charge one way. And I'm here to tell you, you can charge both ways. Friends, this is not for tax purposes. This is for your business. This is your business's policies. And your business's policies are separate from what you might report in terms of mileage when you're reporting your mileage at the end of the year, right? Or when you're doing your quarterly taxes, however you have your set up. So the question, uh, you know, as it arises, can I charge a travel fee both to the appointment and leaving the appointment to go back home or to my next appointment? Absolutely, you can charge for both. Absolutely, you can charge for both. And you should if you're charging travel fees. Now, I have been very vocal about the fact that I do not charge travel fees in my business, um, nor do I teach my students to charge travel fees in their businesses. There's more nuance here when we're talking about doing destination work, which is not the purpose of this episode. So just if you're working as a destination artist, just kind of ignore, <laughs> just kind of 
gonna ignore this um, because that model looks different. But if you're someone who is um, working within, you know, working within, we can call it your, your local-ish area, and you're traveling there, um, then I actually do not suggest that you charge travel fees at all. Instead, what I do in my business and what I teach my students as well is to charge an hourly rate within that service area that is high enough to cover your travel expense. This is the thing. Your rates should be high enough to make your travel time worth it, period, right? Anytime you leave your place of work, whether you are working at your home, at a home studio, whether you're working at the coffee shop, whether you're working in a boutique, wherever it is that you would typically service clients, if you are leaving that space and going somewhere else, any time that you spend on the road is time that you cannot spend servicing other would-be clients. So that time needs to be paid. That time needs to be accounted for, okay? Do you want more bookings with clients who say things like, do whatever you want, I love all of your work, and who rave about how amazing your art is to anyone who'll listen? You know, the ones who respect your time, pay your rates without flinching, come back over and over again, and who leave a juicy, generous tip to boot? If the thought of filling your client list with people like this has you screaming, yes, please, then friend, I want you to head over to hennapreneur.com BBC. That's hennapreneur.com BBC. And get registered for my next business bootcamp like yesterday. The business bootcamp is perfect for hennapreneurs who want more bookings with better clients at higher rates and who want to feel like a boss from start to finish. From smart marketing to designing like a pro, from swoon-worthy bookings to savvy banking, the nine-week business bootcamp has the support and guidance that you need to jumpstart your business in the right direction. See are limited and we kick off the next cohort soon. So visit hennapreneur.com slash BBC to get registered now. So the way that I um, do this for my own business, I service the entire DMV, the DC, Virginia, Maryland area. I also service lower parts of Pennsylvania. When I get calls for it, I will go as far as New Jersey, New York. Um, and so I, if I need to, you know, if I need to get around, I get around, right? And the rate for one state is not the same as the rate for the next. So the way that that looks in my business, because of my proximity to multiple state lines, um, is that, you know, I, I will adjust my hourly rate, my base rate, as I cross those state lines. And the adjustment in the base rate um, is enough for me to account for what would be um, travel. And so the, the travel is not just the mileage um, or the gas to go in, uh, you know, to, to allow for that, but also things like tolls, also things like like, you know, any other fees that I might encounter across along that way. So what I suggest for entrepreneurs who are working, uh, who do travel and who work within multiple service areas or multiple locations is to consider zoning off areas um, that do account for these sorts of expenses. For example, I know that it's going to cost me a toll for me to, when I go into Delaware, I'm likely going to hit a toll. If I go into Pennsylvania, I'm likely going to hit a toll. But, you know, I'm going to hit those things. And so where those things exist... I know that I need to be increasing my rate, right? My rate for those areas, my base rate for those areas needs to account for enough to cover those expenses. Not only that, but also, you know, those areas that are closer to me. For example, I have the same base rate for Maryland and for DC. I don't encounter any of that weirdness um, in Maryland or DC, but I know that it's likely that in DC, I'm likely going to come across um, parking, you know, fees for parking. Well, my travel, uh, my base rate for my hour services is enough to cover those fees. Now, this is this is also something for you to kind of to kind of be thinking about and and rolling around in your mind. 
depending on the type of work that you do, you may be working with um, clients who are working at venues that don't allow for just standard parking. You, it may be required that you use a valet, right? So, and, and many of my clients do this. I work with very, um, you know, very affluent clients, the majority of my clients, oftentimes they are um, working in places where there isn't public parking. You are going to have to park with the valet. And so when I see things like this, is, this is actually information that I collect from them prior to booking. Um, and they may go ahead and, and I'll let them know, like, I need parking to be taken care of. This is a part of the contract. This is a part of the agreement that I have um, with them, right? And so these are conversations that you can have up front. And this is not, you know, this is not uh, presented to them as a travel fee. This is actually just a part of my standard base hourly rate. Okay. And so I want you, if you, if you're in the position to, um, to make the choice or make the, make the, well, you're always in the position to make a choice, right? So that's the beautiful thing. Cause we're business owners. We can do whatever the hell we want, whenever the hell we want to. <laughs> so if you're in a place, I should say, where you're interested in making the shift from charging a separate travel fee to including the travel fee and rolling it into, um, your, your service fee in general, what I would suggest is having your first two hours of service be priced at a particular rate. This is going to be your hourly rate plus a little bit more, right? That little bit more, that little extra is going to be enough to cover standard travel within that service area, right? And then as you are zoning out these additional areas that you may work in, those areas may have a different base rate. Now, after your two hours of service, then you are going to go, you know, continue to uh, charge at an hourly rate and you may base it off of the same base rate or you may be a little bit less. It may be like a little bit higher, whatever that is to you. But that way, you know, anytime you're leaving, you've accounted for at least, a, you know, a, a substantial enough amount that's going to cover for your gasoline, cover for any parking, cover for any like standard, um, you know, tolls, any, any, um, any additional fees that you might come across within that service area. Okay. So what does that look like? And from a practical side, because this is, you know, something also for us to be considering. This means when you are marketing your services, you are going to say, I can work on location, on location prices, rates start at blank and go up from there, right? So your clients know at a minimum, it's going to be this much for the first two hours of service, but it may be more than that, right? And that base rate may shift, is going to shift obviously depending on how far away, how, where in your service area, you're actually going to be rendering the services that you offer, right? So some other things that I want for you to consider, because these often come up also when we start to talk about travel fees and, and what it is to, to collect a, you know, an amount off of, off of travel. Um, one is the time of the appointment, right? If your clients want you to come out and work later hours, if they're wanting you to come and work, um, you know, in the evening or very early in the morning, then we need to consider a travel stipend. And the reason for this is so that you can pay for a hotel. Now, I am not saying for you to tell your clients, book me a hotel. Problem with that is, depending on what type of client you have, you may be fine. You may find yourself at Roach Motel very uncomfortable and very unhappy. Okay. I don't want that for you. So instead, what you can do is depending on when your appointment is, when, you know, when this party or event is set to start, when it's set to end, um, if it is after a certain hour that you are no longer comfortable driving back home, um, or if it begins early enough that you would be uncomfortable leaving the house, you know, so early, um, then it is worthwhile for you to request a travel stipend 
citing this reason, citing the, that, the start time or the end time of the appointment um, and have that travel stipend be enough to allow for you to book reasonable accommodations, reasonable being based on your preferences. I mean, I, I'm a lover of Airbnb. I love to find cute Airbnbs when I'm traveling. Um, it's very, <laughs> very common for me when I go to a new location, when I'm working um, outside of my service area, if I have something, you know, perhaps I'm working in DC, I'm working in Virginia, I'm working, you know, in, in Delaware or whatever. Um, and I find myself with a later end time, I'll look for like a cute Airbnb in the area and I'll book that for myself. Or if I want to go with the hotel, I like, I'm bougie y'all. <laughs> like I'm like four stars and up. Right. So, um, with that, like I will get the travel stipend and, and book the hotel for myself. Now it may be, and this is the thing, this is where, again, you are setting yourself up so that you have what you need if you need it. If you decide after you finish up that appointment at, you know, one o'clock in the morning, that actually I feel pretty good. And I, I, I don't mind. I can make the drive home. Great. You've still been compensated though for a differential, right? If you were to work in the corp in corporate America, if you were to work in another industry and you were to work and, and, um, start your shift, uh, extra late or end your shift extra late, uh, shift differentials are a thing. Why is that? Because you're working outside of the normal times that people typically work, right? And so if you are, even if you're willing to get back on the road and go back home, that's your prerogative. You're the business owner. You get to do what you want. No one's, <laughs> no one has signed your name in blood that if you're going to, you know, finish at 1am that you must stay the night in that city. No, if you feel good and you decide you want to go home, great. You also have been supplied a bonus. You've been supplied this uh, travel stipend that works almost as uh, a shift differential, if you will, where you've been compensated for working outside of normal hours. So so advocate for yourself and advocate for your business by asking for this thing, right? Late sessions, very early sessions, ask for the travel stipend to allow for accommodations for you to stay. This is a reasonable ask. Another thing that you might consider is the duration of the appointment. So let's say someone wants to come and have you, they want you to travel to them, they want you to work for five hours, and they want you to travel back home, right? This is the plan. When you have longer sessions like these, consider having a day rate or a half day rate so that you're not charging by the hour at all, right? If when you have these things available, it's easy for you to say, actually, you know what? Okay. I have to travel a hundred miles to get to you, for example. So I'll be driving somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half, right? <laughs> It'll be an hour if you drive like me. <laughs> But let's say it takes you an hour and a half, right? They're a hundred miles away. It's going to, uh, an hour and a half of travel to get there, an hour and a half of travel back. That's three hours of travel right there. And you want me to work five hours, right? So we're already talking about an eight hour day. Friends have a day rate available. This is the flat fee. It covers everything. My travel, my service, the, the aftercare, the, all the things. And you're going to list all of the wonderful reasons why they would choose to hire you and all of the value that you're going to bring them, right? And it's all included in this day rate. Um, one of the things that you might consider doing to kind of set up this day rate option as a little bit more fun or even as a little bit more complete, consider offering if they book you at your day rate that you'll bring your festival set up right? You have your tent, you have your pictures, you have all the, you, you come also with, you know, uh, a setup, um, that provides some ambiance that provides some um, excitement, right? So not only are you arriving with your skill set, but also they don't have to worry about setting you up with the additional things. Um, and this, obviously this is going to depend, apply a little bit of nuance here, apply your, <laughs> your, your, um, some discernment, right? There are types of events where this would work. Uh, for example, if you're working at a corporate event, right? Corporate event, this is an excellent offer. 
hey, you can book me for a day rate and I come with everything, right? For a bridal a shower or, you know, a Mandy, a Sangeet, maybe that's not gonna make the most sense for you to come with your whole setup. Or maybe it does if you have an indoor setup, right? Like me, I have an indoor setup as well. So the indoor setup might be a wonderful thing for you to be able to offer. Look, when you book me at this day rate or you book me for a half day rate, I'll, I'll even come with this setup as well. So you don't have to worry about anything. Just, you know, give me, give me the corner and I will be ready for your guests, right? So this is something you might consider. And then the final thing that I want to kind of offer to you is just the presentation, how you're discussing this with your clients. First and foremost, friends, let me give you a little bit of permission, right? Because I feel like sometimes we just need to get the permission from someone else. You don't owe any explanation for any fee that you have in your business. You don't owe any explanation for anything that you do in your business. The way that you choose to run your business is completely up to you because you are the CEO. And this is where I'm saying, put on your CEO hat, friends, and make an assessment of what would work for you and what will not work for you, what feels good to you and what does not feel good to you, what feels aligned, what doesn't feel aligned, and then make your decisions from there. But you don't owe explanations to your clients about this. And if your clients are heckling you and like hounding you and trying to give you a hard time about why are you charging me this? Why are you charging me that? I want to offer the gentle suggestion that perhaps that's not your ideal client to begin with because your ideal client is going to be willing and able to pay you. And willingness is part of that, right? Willing and able. So if they are unwilling for whatever reason or if they feel like berating you for an explanation is appropriate, I'm going to argue that perhaps this actually isn't someone who you really want to work with to begin with, okay? And I know that that's like a little off-putting to some people because it feels like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean I'm turning down the money? No, what it means is you're turning down a client who feels entitled to the way that you do things, who feels like they um, and their beliefs are better than you and what you actually know about your business. And friends, that ain't it, okay? <laughs> I don't want that for you. And you don't want that for yourself. Believe me. All right. This also, though, is one of the reasons why I do advocate for having flat rates because flat rates eliminate this conversation at all. The rate is the rate is the rate. That is what it is. And so it's not a matter of there's a breakdown and here, you know, I'm not going to, you can't nickel and dime me. The toll was exactly $32.75, you know, two ways and the gas, here are the receipts for my gas. Like, no, we're not doing that. You own a business here, friends. And your clients do not, they're not entitled to see behind, behind the, the veil, if you will, of all of your business's operations. Yes, we are transparent in our pricing, but that does not mean that you owe a, a whole freaking list of, <laughs> like we're not itemizing your expenses for your clients to justify why they want to pay you. No, they should feel uh, confident in the fact that you are the correct artist for them. They, your marketing should be so on point that they know this is the artist for me regardless of what these fees are or what they're not because they're all rolled in together, right? So um, this is one of those reasons why I do make that suggestion. The other thing that um, you may offer and um, again, there are times where this is appropriate and then there are times when this does, wouldn't work. But um, if you're working with, for example, uh, with a group, you have a, a small group that's wanting to have you travel to them, then it may be appropriate for you to offer for them. Look, you know, this is the travel fee. If, if you're charging travel fees separate, um, this is the travel fee. This is what it's going to take for me to get to you. How many people do you want, you know, do you want me to see during that time? This is what it would be per person if you all want to split it up. And this is something that sometimes, hmm, let me take a little bit of a step back, okay? Sometimes people don't see the obvious in front of them unless you tell it to them. And so it's very possible that your clients have not even considered, oh, 
yeah, I could take this $200 travel fee and split it up between my 15 guests or between my 20 guests. If there's 20 people that you're working on, $10 a pop, easy. Um, or 10 people that I'm working on, right? And everyone pays an extra $40 in for the travel fee. Um, but oftentimes people don't even like think about that because they're not, they're, they're not in problem solving mode. They're just trying to gather information from you. Um, and so sometimes if you offer the solution to them, then it's like, oh yeah, duh, that makes sense. I could do that. But also I, I try not to, I tend away from offering things like this or saying things like this to my clients uh, or prospective clients. Um, because it's not my job to manage their event. It's not my job to manage the way that they put their things together. And as the vendor, I'm very happy to offer suggestions when they're asked for. Um, but this is not something that I would just like offer up to a potential client in my proposal. I just wouldn't. I don't feel like it's appropriate. Um, similar to them not being entitled to knowing the ins and outs of your business, I am not entitled and you are not entitled as the artist to know the ins and outs of the way that they've set up their event, right? So I caution against this a bit, but I do offer it as a, a talking point. If you get to a place with a client where they're a little bit put off, but the, you know, the situation is right and it would make it easy for them to kind of split this up. You can offer that as an example, you know, in the past, you know, previous clients have split it up between, you know, split up the travel fee amongst their guests, et cetera, you know, and, and offering it in that way. And sometimes that uh, makes the conversation a little bit, you know, lean towards your favor, just because you are introducing a solution where they perhaps hadn't even considered one. Okay. Um, but with that said, there is a mindset shift around travel fees that I really want to leave you with. Okay. Oftentimes what I hear from people when I introduce this idea of charging a flat rate and I talk about these service areas and how, you know, this includes you know, a certain mile radius, or, you know, this includes uh, crossing certain state line or whatever that looks like for you as you're zoning out your areas. Often what I hear back is, this sounds great, but what happens if someone, you know, uh, uh, someone who is five miles away from me books, you know, for me to come to their event and the event is only five miles away, but they're in the same zone as someone who's 25 miles away. Is it fair for me to charge them at the same rate? And while I can appreciate the place from which this question is born, I want to shift your mind just a little bit. And here I want you to, again, putting on your CEO hat and thinking about the sustainability of your business, thinking about the profitability of your business, and thinking about your business's growth and the trajectory that you, you are aiming for as you secure the bag, right? If you can sell your services at a premium flat rate, then you don't need to sell them for less than that. If, for example, you have a service area that you've zoned out that's up to 25 miles away, for example, right? I'll travel up to 25 miles away and within that area, I will charge, I don't know, we'll call it 250. I charge 250 for two hours, right? If that is your rate and you can sell your services at 250, then there is no reason for you whatsoever to introduce a lower rate just because someone happens to be on the lower end of that mileage spectrum. 
they're within the zone and they are willing to pay, they're able to pay, they're otherwise your ideal client, this work feels good and you want to take it, there's no reason for you to be adjusting your price just because they're closer. Let me reiterate this again. Just because someone is closer to you does not mean that their proximity entitles them to a discount. And you will hear this from clients, oftentimes from clients who are already like, (laughs) if they haven't begun to nickel and dime you, if they haven't begun to show problematic behaviors, they (laughs) they likely will soon if you hear this from them. But you will hear this from clients who will say, but I'm just down the street from you. I'm just a few blocks away from you, but I'm in your city. It does not matter. It does not matter, okay? Their proximity to you does not entitle them to a discount. We are setting up your rates in a way that are sustainable. I want you to be setting up your rates in a way that are going to allow for you to make a meaningful living wage. And just because someone is close to you does not mean that you need to offer them a lower rate out of convenience, okay? Not going to lie. I mean, I live about seven minutes away from the Henna Boutique. And um, even recently, recently I was called out to work an event and the event was literally on the same street. <laughs> it was on like the same street basically as my home. It was my, uh, the Henna Boutique is seven minutes in one direction. And this, uh, the venue was probably five minutes away in the opposite direction from my home. And still, it, it does not matter to me that I traveled two blocks <laughs> to get to the venue it doesn't matter. They're within the service rate and my time is my time is my time. I'm there for two hours, right? I'm offering a premium service. I'm going to charge a premium rate for that time regardless. And I want for us, headnapreneurs, I'd like for you to also get used to this. We are not, we don't have to justify the way that we charge for our services. And if you feel as though you need to make a justification or that you somehow need to provide some sort of proof as to why it is that you're charging what you charge, when you charge it and how you charge it, friends, you are working with an employee sort of mindset and not a CEO mindset. And I want you to get away from this. Okay. So regardless of what you decide to do, whether you choose to charge your travel fees separately, or you decide to roll them in and charge a flat fee based on like a service area or a zone, I want you to take this mindset and apply it. Okay. You get to charge what you like you are the owner of a business and you want that business to be successful. So we need to be uh, operating from this mindset of what is it going to take for me to be profitable? What is it going to take for me to be sustainable? What is it going to take for me to feel really good after every single booking? So I hope that this has given you a little bit of insight as to things that you might consider, ways that you might go about um, not only how to charge, but things that maybe you haven't considered when charging or ways that you might charge a little bit differently um, for your time as it relates to travel. Um, And I'm interested to hear from you too, right? So if you are already a member of the Hennapreneur community, come join us inside of the Facebook group, right? If you're not already a member, like you definitely need to come hang out with us because it is probably the coolest place on, on, you know, coolest corner on the internet, if I do say so myself. Um, but I'd love to hear from you there, right? I want to know, do you charge travel fees? Uh, why or why not, right? And um, if so, is what you're doing right now working for you? If it's not working for you, what do you think is broken? And what do you think you might change, right? And there we can have some really healthy discussion around uh, whether this works for you, whether it doesn't work for you, and what we can do to help you be even more successful in your business, okay? All right. With that, I'll wrap up. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye for now. 
Hey friend, I just want to give you a quick thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hennepreneur Podcast, and I hope that you're really enjoying connecting with me in this way. You can find links to all of the content shared today in the show notes located at hennepreneur.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed the show and would like to stay in the loop with Hennepreneur, be sure to subscribe to the podcast too. You'll get access to all of the new episodes and to surprise bonus episodes as well as soon as they're released. I'd be so grateful to you if you'd take a moment to rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. This helps me to reach more artists like you who would love and benefit from the show. For more ways to connect and work with me or to join me inside of the Hennepreneur community, pop over to hennepreneur.com. I can't wait to support you as you chase your big audacious goals, one henna design at a time.